0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Lighter Day Podcast with your hosts Brayden, Keaton, and Kaden. This is a podcast for Latter Day Saints who find themselves running a bit late. Each week we discuss the weekly Come Follow Me lesson to keep ourselves prepared for our Sunday worship and Awaken class.
1: Disclaimer, we are not prophets. We might not even be inspired, but we're here to give you some casual listening and catch you up on your week.
2: And whether you start your recordings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we're just happy you're here. Did I say recordings? I mean readings
1: um this week we are recording well this one's gonna be released almost two weeks before the actual sunday school lesson um we're gonna do kind of a recap of we haven't decided what we're gonna do next week but we're releasing this one it's actually um for sunday the 13th of october um so yeah you got two weeks to listen to this one so if you're listening now got two weeks till the episode or till the sunday school lesson just you know maybe pause it listen to us in a week it's up to yeah. you. Listen to us twice, just three times. Just a
0: giant, giant window. Yeah. Just a giant window for them to actually ensure that they get this reading done. But also, like, definitely um, listen the, to conference. Of course, because <laughs> of the... Yeah, exactly. Because of conference. Uh, if you're going to listen to anything over the next two weeks, um, probably pick conference over us. Um I wouldn't be offended.
1: I'd recommend conference, If you decided,
0: yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to listen to these three guys instead of... um, (laughs)
1: Actual prophets.
0: (laughs) Leaders of the church. And so, um, this, yeah, we kind of had a couple ideas of how we wanted to do this episode. Before before we get into that, though, um, just another big thank you. Uh, We had episode two go out, a lot of listens. And everyone listened to our uh, request to actually, like, rate and review and subscribe and whatnot and we've been getting some
1: and share we've had lots of people sharing it on their personal profiles and on instagram and whatever we appreciate all of those efforts
0: yeah and and it's just like comforting to know that like other people are um actually enjoying this it makes it a lot easier for me to want to keep doing this (laughs) wow you're already
1: gonna bail on us brayden no i'm not i'm not thinking of bailing
0: this is my passion project are you kidding well this is like this is my baby (laughs) um <laughs> this is your life. Yeah, this is the only direction I have in life right now.
2: If this oh. fails, he has nowhere else to go. <laughs> Whatever.
0: Isn't that <laughs> true though? <laughs> Are
2: you working right now? I am.
0: I am. I am. Let's rip over to the lesson. That's right. So let's do
1: it. So we're covering all of Ephesians with this lesson, so a lot to cover yeah, it's here. Quite
0: meaty. Yeah, quite meaty. Uh real quick, you guys, I'm actually looking at the uh Sunday school lesson uh, for like teachers. And you don't have to
1: mention that every time. We know you're in the Sunday
2: school. Presidency. school presidency. No, I know. I'm just. <laughs> it's yeah, cool. Geez, man, it's ladies, okay. ladies,
0: ladies, Sunday
2: school presidency. Write it down. Yeah. Wait, Bray? Are you saying that Braden's single? No,
0: no, no, Woo. no. Guys, Brayden, are you uh, single for now? This doesn't have to be a weekly bit. It doesn't have to be a weekly bit.
2: Though <laughs> the, the the goal is that eventually that one will. Yeah, end, that right?
0: bit will soon become oh, soon? an actual thing.
1: Um. So we start out in Ephesians. Um. And yeah, sorry Paul about is Paul is talking about basically predestination or foreordination, um, and there's a, there's a lot of really interesting things that the more modern prophets have said about this. Do you guys have anything to add before we go into some real some more modern talks? Or
2: well, actually, you guys, if we don't mind, I kind of want to take a step back. the uh, The first little blurb that provides some context, I think, is something that maybe we should just read through. Because it does give a lot of good bits about like what's going on in Ephesus, 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 I don't know, (laughs) in what's going on there right now in some of that background context. So would you guys mind if I just read that just to start? Like we obviously don't want to read the whole thing, but I think sometimes it's good for context. Totally. Okay. So it says when the gospel began to spread in Ephesus, it caused no small stir among the Ephesians. Local craftsmen who produced shrines to a pagan goddess saw Christianity as a threat to their livelihood, and soon they were full of wrath, and the whole city was filled with confusion. Imagine being a new convert to the gospel in such a setting. Many Ephesians did accept and live the gospel amid this uproar, and Paul assured them that Christ is our peace. These words, along with his invitation to let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away seem as timely and comforting now as they were then. For the Ephesians, as for you, the strength to face adversity comes in the Lord and in the power of his might. So that's the little background.
0: Well, uh, yeah. Uh, you're going to have to explain that one to me because I definitely you just like, out? Thank you spaced out.
2: Yeah, a, okay, a lot well, of reading, let's do people. some spark notes. So the Ephesians <laughs> so, were pagans, Christianity came, they were threatened, they freaked out, and Paul calmed all the new saints down in these letters. Awesome. Like, Was that quick enough for you? Yeah, that's
0: all we <laughs> needed to hear.
2: I'm sorry. Well, you know, no, no, that's awesome. Now that I've read it, I could put it into small words. I had read it. Okay, I'm making it sound like I didn't read it. I did.
0: And like, yeah, like one of the first things you talked about there, again, I'm still on that same page, so I can't really quote it word for word, but it was kind of as far as like when we were talking about predestined um, positions and whatnot, it starts with Christ's foundation for the church, right? And there's, at least on my mission, we would always teach like the foundations of the church the exact same way. Uh, There was like never any deviation from it because... It was such a simple thing. It was like, okay, well, you needed it to first be built upon Christ, and then you needed apostles and the priesthood, and then you also just needed the gospel, which was being taught by Jesus Christ. And so it was kind of like, oh, those are like four foundations right there uh, that made up the, the early church. And um, uh, manual, it says, Prophets and apostles and all of us strengthen and unify the church. And then it says, um, how is the church built upon the foundations of the apostles and the prophets? And how is the savior, the chief cornerstone? And then it jumps straight into like scriptures. And so um, I'm going to be pull a classic braid in and open uh, open it up with a scripture here. And that's Ephesians 2.20. Um, and it says, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and of prophets, uh, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And so this, again, is just emphasizing the fact that Jesus Christ, his church is built upon him and those he calls or those who are predestined to be apostles.
2: Cool. Well, I think we can just wrap. Uh,
0: Yeah, I don't think it gets much simpler than that for that bit. Yeah, I
2: think we can just wrap up the episode right here. (laughs) well,
0: This gives them (laughs) a lot to think about over the next two weeks. I mean, we we (laughs) kind of mentioned
2: um,
1: patriarchal blessings before. I think there are lots of things in patriarchal blessings that can kind of Allude to or reference, not necessarily. Um, I mean, maybe maybe the prophets and apostles, patriarchal blessings do say directly, "You will be a prophet." Um, but I mean, we we were talking about spiritual gifts last time, and now we're talking about foreordination, and I think both of those things tie together really well. To um, together. Because God gives us gifts. He, you know, has a plan for us. And as we are obedient in doing what we're supposed to be doing, he'll put things in our in our pathways that we can achieve what he needs us to achieve. Um, And we got an email from Anthony Towers. Shout out to Anthony Towers. Thank you for your um, contribution. Um, we, we appreciate people talking to us. Yeah,
0: that was awesome.
1: Um, but he was basically yes, saying, Anthony was you. saying that, um, it's important that when we're praying that we ask heavenly father, how our gifts can be of value to others. Um, and so kind of going along with this forward a nation, we should be able to pray and, and ask heavenly father, you know, how can I, how can I further develop my skills or talents or, you know, if there's something that you know implies that you have are foreordained for leadership or foreordained to you know whatever pray pray and ask for further direction on you know how how can this be beneficial to my brothers and sisters in the church and outside of the church how can i put this gift to work
0: yeah i think that's exactly what you need to do and it's great that we had someone actually yeah. email in and True. put that into simple terms for us to use in this episode um i was actually just reading a little bit ahead And by a little bit ahead, it was just kind of talking about how easy it is for doctrines of the church to be misunderstood when you take these simple foundations out, like when you take Jesus Christ out of the picture and when you take the apostles or like his assigned or his ordained teachers out of the picture, how easy it is for um, that direction or that continual um, advice from prophets and whatnot um, to become like cluttered or misunderstood and they use, they literally use the game Telephone in the, the manual. That's like, like a, the perfect, a game that you're um, supposed to play as a class. Yeah, like the perfect example.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're
0: like, oh, yeah, maybe tell a short story to one class member without letting anyone else hear it and then see how you do this. And I'm like, I'm in a YSA ward. And there's like 80 people in my class whenever I teach it. So that'd be a really... Long activity.
2: Wait, Braden, are you in the Sunday school presidency? I think that's been covered.
0: Um so and then it it just talks about how um how yeah, how easy it is for that to be completely lost on some people after it's been passed through a bunch of sources that aren't necessarily the ones God intended to be delivering that message. And I think that's the same thing that happens when you're ordained. Um, or you're set apart as a missionary or something, right? Like, you know how you just feel more effective, um, at teaching the gospel when you're actually set apart to do it. And then there's a reason why like, uh, mission presidents hold keys to, you know, um, convert baptism and whatnot. There's like, there's a reason behind everything in the church. And I think it makes a lot of sense, um, because of the direction that we get from having continual,
2: um, guidance. Uh, Through prophets That That was a good Not a bad tangent That was a good tangent But yeah So the first point Is just that God has chosen Or predestined Some of his children To be saved Which we definitely covered I think Yeah And I Yeah I just I was thinking There's probably Some of us That are predestined To do something And we just have no idea And we probably Won't even know Until after the fact Until after We've lived our life And God was like Yeah by the way You were like Born to do this And you're like Oh well, thanks.
1: <laughs> I always wonder that, like, if after we die, um, the veil comes off and we, our memory goes all the way back. So I'll be like, oh, no, I had this conversation right before I was born with Heavenly Father. And he was like, you need to do this. Don't forget to do that. You know, I mean, obviously, he's not going to say don't forget. That was a dumb example. But then you die and you're like, oh, we had that conversation, like, right before I was conceived or born or whatever. And I didn't do it or... Hey, that was funny. He told me that I would be really good friends with my brother, and we were super tight. I remember him telling me that, and I was like, oh, I don't even know who this guy is, but I'm about to meet him.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fair. I was thinking it'd be funny if it was something that we remembered, and then we're like, oh, I forgot that. It's like, you know how you're like, you walk into a room, and you immediately forget what you were going to do in there? Yeah. Except it's your entire life, Yeah. and you just forget like the one thing you are supposed to do. That'd be funny not realistic cuz obviously god would help us out but
0: and, and like it's and it's throughout the scriptures too like multiple times like the idea of foreordination and that's another that's another thing i actually really liked about the last episode is we kind of talked about um what, what people could study aside from the actual come follow me activity we talked about how like oh yeah going in and studying um like s- spiritual gifts or spiritual blessings is like well worth your time i think the idea of foreordination is another thing that's just better left to be studied, um, in an environment where you can invite the spirit and really crack open the the scriptures and like, look into it, open up certain guides and whatnot. And like, and, and go into it and, and even have your patriarchal blessing kind of alongside you there and, 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 and see like what it is God wants us to do. Um, cause for a lot of us, it's, it's the same, um, but it even goes into say here that like it says although no one is predestined to be saved or not saved, modern revelation teaches that some were chosen or foreordained in the premortal world to fulfill certain responsibilities here <laughs> on earth. It's exactly what you two yeah. Yeah, like it is exactly what you two just said. And I love that. I love that uh we can we can kind of feel comfortable knowing that, hey, there is there's always a purpose to life.
2: It's crazy. It's it's crazy to think that every single prophet after president nelson is planned out too but yeah exactly however however much longer we're here of course that is um yeah he's got a plan there are all already being prepared for it we just don't get to know who they are until the time comes mm-hmm. yeah it's wild we're not getting any new apostles this time around are we Mm-mm. no nobody everyone's alive yeah
0: that's true <laughs> Uh no no one's everyone's alive I think alive today, and kicking
2: I it really <laughs> does relate a ton to spiritual gifts which I think um, yeah we've we've definitely covered and so again. I think
0: yeah I think we've co- covered that first heading pretty good and uh, there's this last little bit of that same paragraph I was reading from and it said this includes the responsibility. That all Latter-day Saints have to share the gospel and help all yeah. of God's children on both sides of the veil come to Christ. Yeah, that is awesome. So that's kind of cool if you think about, oh, it's our responsibility our responsibility to help all of God's children on both sides of the veil come to Christ. So it's kind of, ex- yeah, it's kind of exactly what you were um, kind of getting at there, Caden, where it's kind of like, oh, yeah, like before, you know.
1: I mean, and then I think that it also re- is referring to temple work, you know. Um, we have, we have a responsibility to help those who didn't have the opportunity yeah, fair to opportunity, hear the gospel yeah. during their life or, um, mm-hmm. you know, were born before the gospel was restored. Um, and that's, that's kind of another thing, another reason why, or another thing it was referring to, I think, um, it's, it's our responsibility, honestly. And, and I think that that Being uh, Speaking about foreordination, you don't have to be foreordained for a specific thing. I think that because we were all born at this day and age where the gospel is restored and we have access to um, all the technology that we have to be able to do research into our ancestral history, um, that just given with being born at this time, we are all foreordained to do temple work. And um, we should all be doing that and I'm not good at it so I'm not saying whatever um but we should be just because we have those resources available I think that's you know one of the reasons why we we're born at this time and we should be be able to take advantage of that opportunity that we have um to be able to help our ancestors and and even not our ancestors just everybody who came before us
0: all all of God's children right
2: yeah for sure mm-hmm.
0: so Keaton... Keaton, do you want to go ahead and read that next heading? So
2: the next one is God will gather together in one all things in Christ. So gather together in one all things in Christ.
0: Do you wanna help me understand that one? <laughs> <laughs> <That's... laughs>
2: I'm just read it. I, like I yeah, I just had to reread it to myself 'cause it's like, is there a punctuation? Are they missing anything? Nope. That's that's the thing. Okay.
1: Okay, I'll take over then. So in second I'm gonna just read one of the verses that's um tagged right there. Um it just says that uh they shall begin to gather in upon the face of the land, and as many as shall believe in Christ shall also become a delightsome people, and it shall come to pass that the Lord shall commence his work among all nations, kindred's tongues and people to bring about the restoration of his people upon the second earth. Second Nephi um, I,
0: chapter thirty.
1: Yeah, second Nephi thirty, verse the half half of verse seven and all of verse eight. Hmm. Um and I'm pretty sure that's, like, everything that there really is to say about this. Yeah, they talk about th- the dispensation
2: uh, of the fullness of time. So, like, the millennium,
1: right? Like, it's like yeah, the gathering of saints and everything. The party time. And actually, modern prophets and apostles have talked about this specifically being, um, it's not a physical gathering at this point. It's a, it's a spiritual gathering. We're all coming closer to Christ. We're all, you know, further developing our knowledge in the gospel. And there's no longer a... Uh, oh, you know, move to Salt Lake City because that's where the saints are gathering. We, again, speaking about technology, we have the means to gather without having to go anywhere.
0: Yeah, and then even among those um, scriptures, there is one that always was kind of uh, something that was harder for me to understand. It was in Doctrine and Covenants um, section 110, and it's actually verses 14, 15, 16 sort of thing, but I'll quickly just kind of read the part that I didn't get. They was talking about when um, the time has fully come, which was spoken of by the mouth of Malachi, testifying that um, he should be sent before the cre- uh, great and dreadful day of the Lord um, come to turn the hearts of the fathers to, th- to the children and the children to the fathers, lest the whole earth be smitten with a curse. That that verse has always kind of um, confused me as to like what, what direction uh, that was going. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers um just because I've got you two on right now uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that verse I could
1: yeah it's a, it's exactly what I was just talking about it's genealogy family history it's our yeah. responsibility to do that research turn our hearts towards our fathers and grandfathers and mothers and great-grandmothers and whatever. And uh, start thinking about them as a generation and how we can help them.
2: Yeah, some of them are probably wherever, you know, the spirit world is. They're probably just sitting there like not angry because, of course, why'd they be angry, but just sitting there wondering why we're not doing more. Because, you know, they grew up with literally nothing at their fingertips to find some of their ancestors. And we have pretty much everything we could ever really want to have and we just don't do it we get those weekly emails from family search that are like oh you have an ancestor that served a mission here and you're like oh okay I don't know if you guys get those emails but I get them like weekly and uh it's always a reminder of dang it I should be doing more
0: that makes me think of like how yeah how they would be feeling on that veil like where you know there's just not enough temple work going on so there is like this I mean I know it's it's not a waiting room. It's not like a waiting room where they're all just kind of like sitting around waiting. And then people's names are called like, Hey, your temple work was done. You're out kind of thing. And it's like, Oh, these are the chosen ones of the day or whatever. Right. But yeah, like you can, it's, it's kind of weird to think about it like that. Like, Oh shoot. What if it was like that where, you know, we've got all these people, they're just waiting and you've got that super diligent member. Who's like always going to the temple or whatever and doing that work for those people. And like those names are being called, but like our ancestors are just sitting there, like, wow, I wonder when my day will, will come when I get a be <laughs> Like, that's uh, that kicks my butt a little, um, to do more temple yeah. work.
2: It'll be nice to, to get there and to figure out how it all looks and stuff because, yeah, right now we just have no idea. But as far as I'm aware, people are working hard on the other side, mm-hmm. they're busy teaching and doing other stuff, so yeah. I- I think there's a lot of stuff going on. Well, teaching and
0: learning, right? There's still learning going on on the other side. So it's important to remember, like it it definitely isn't the the picture I just painted. Like in no way. You think
2: (laughs) we're the only ones doing come follow me? Yeah. Hmm? Maybe, you know.
0: Uh, The church is founded on apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. So this is kind of what I was talking about at the start of the lesson. Like in the Sunday school manual, this is the first thing it talks about. And so in the individuals and families one, it's only just coming up now. Um, if we wanted to do it, yeah,
1: yeah, this is the first one that it talks about in the primary manual as well. So, okay, um, so it kind
2: of mixes around. Right, so what's um? So the then when one? it's
1: talking about how the church will be founded, uh, on apostles and prophets, and Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. Oop. That same visualization, the cornerstone being when you take it down, um, I guess the keystone is the archway, right? Yeah. So you pull out the keystone, the whole archway falls. The cornerstone is uh,
2: where you
0: build up
1: from. How does that visualization? Well, the, yeah, the, work? that's like
2: there's four cornerstones. The corner building, yeah, right? so they each need to be very solid, and they need to be measured all in the right place, and everything else kind of yeah, every side has pushes to be against square, the cornerstone
0: and straight. Like, because yeah. that's that's what you're setting everything else off of. So if that first one is set wrong, right?
1: Didn't they uh, after like 15 years of constructing the Salt Lake Temple, didn't they? Start over because their foundations had cracked.
2: Yeah, I remember uh, watching that. I don't know if I don't know. If, like yeah, that. I don't know Mountain if it was a um, great film. Fifteen. Years. Yeah, in the Mountain of the Lord, didn't they have to cover over the cornerstones and then they were cracked? Then wasn't that what it was, or did they crack again? Another something time? like that,
1: but that still took a long time to dig those holes and to move those giant pieces of granite. Yeah, that seriously. could have been a couple of years between putting those in and having to take them yeah. out.
2: But uh, like you were saying, the archway, the keystone of the church, they say is the Book of Mormon. That's kind of where that analogy comes into right, play right. here.
0: Mm-hmm. But the cornerstone is Jesus Christ.
2: Even though there's four cornerstones. So like, he can be all four though, right? Well,
0: yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Christ himself was like his own dispensation's prophet. So
2: Yeah, I, I just answered my own question because it says that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. See, that's the, yeah. There you go. Yeah, the most, the important most important of, the of the, Yeah, Probably the mm-hmm. first one placed and all that. So it says...
1: In the uh, it says in the lesson why do we have prophets and apostles, um, and well it says according to the such and such scriptures why do we have prophets and apostles, um, it says in Ephesians two, uh, it says up oh, we'll have you know some evangelists pastors teachers pro- prophets apostles um, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. And that's um, making another reference to the body of Christ being the members of the church themselves. And so we have apostles and prophets to edify us and to help spread the gospel, right? And that's why... Yeah, yeah. and I
0: think it's Im- important to remember the timing of this lesson and how conference is, like, right around the corner, too. Yeah. Right? Like, when you're listening to this episode... uh conferences that next week yeah so and and it, it ties in with exactly what you were just talking about like um in Ephesians 2 where it talks about like the perfecting of the Saints that's exactly what conference is for us it's so that we can go to them and see you know here's the progress we've made we always have that progress support right um, here's the progress we've made with like missionary work or ties or whatever um, And then then they talk about temples, right? Um, But then the apostles and the prophet, like, just give us warnings. They give us advice. They give us um, further teachings. They help us further understand certain concepts that were introduced in the early church. And um, it's all for the perfecting of the saints, all all for the perfecting of today's saints, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Exactly. Otherwise, they would have been saying this. Yeah, they would have been saying this in conference, you know, two or three, not one. What is it? One eighty nine.
2: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I don't remember. One eighty nine. Yeah, I like. I especially like the scripture, like Ephesians four, talks about not being carried about with every wind of doctrine. And I think especially today we face that so much. Even just being active members of the church, you know, there's still members out there who maybe I shouldn't say. There's members who have certain beliefs that are not taught by the church leaders anymore, or were never taught by the church leaders, and uh, so it's just interesting that even in the church, with our with with these beliefs that we hold sacred, there's little differences just because people aren't listening to the apostles and prophets. I mean, obviously, there's the obvious, you know, actual things that aren't teachings of the church that people want to believe
1: and at the same time we are also allowed to have our own opinions and our own personalities like i can believe things that are not yeah. church related altogether um and they don't you know they're not necessarily yeah for sure related to my faith
2: yeah it, it's true yeah there and there's times when the prophets don't speak as a prophet and there's times when maybe they said something that they thought at, at, the, at the time it was revelation and then they received further revelation that said, no, that's not the case. And uh-huh. that's just part of the fun of having prophets, right? So, yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay. Well, I think, yeah, I think you can't go much further into it than that as far as that heading goes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to ask you guys a question. What's the weirdest sure. wind of doctrine that you've heard recently? What was the most like? Wait, people believe that.
1: I have people at school all the time still ask me, um, you know, if we can have caffeine. Like, oh no, I've seen you drink Coke before. I'm like, you're right, you have. I very much enjoy Coca-Cola. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Coca-Cola. It's just an uh, example. Yeah, definitely don't drink be.
0: Coca-Cola because we we do <laughs> drink it because no, you but like that's another it. No, example I drink of, Dr Pepper. You
2: know, rumored to be president monson's favorite drink
1: well there were people who you know oh we don't drink coke we don't drink pepsi because there's caffeine in it and caffeine's not a good thing but also it's not specifically that's not doctrine to not drink caffeine it's don't drink coffee don't drink tea
0: and so for me i don't know if i've if i've um heard anything lately that was like oh what there's no way other than like the whole oh, are you guys still marrying six or seven women? And it's like, no. Nope. Hey, it still happens.
2: Yeah, there's enough people still it doing still it. Happens. I mean,
1: not with active yeah. members of the church, but there are still people who call themselves Mormons who practice polygamy. And uh
0: Yeah, but they're so out of touch that they don't some even call themselves of members them... of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day well, Saints anymore. I don't think they anymore. can. are so out of touch. members of the Church of Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah. of latter No, exactly.
2: Right? I'm sure some might, but yeah. They can play Mormon. Hard to say. I, uh, I do know this is just a quick story. I, uh, I know a guy that I served around my mission with and, uh, he, they were street contacting and they met these guys and they were like, Oh yeah, we're members. And they were like, Oh sweet. We're going to do a lesson. Do you want to come to the lesson with us? And so they went and taught the lesson and the two guys that they met, they did great. Like they referenced scriptures, they bore testimony and all this stuff. And, uh, after the lesson they were like okay are we gonna gonna, like are we gonna see you at church like we didn't ask are you moving into the ward and they were like no we're we're actually polygamous mormons and they were like oh well thanks for coming on the lesson with us Uh, i guess we'll see you around just like wow surprising
1: (laughs) okay but at the same time like
2: yeah say hi to your wives for me
1: (laughs) no but at the same time like they're not being obedient to that commandment specifically but that doesn't mean that they can't still feel this. Yeah, totally. Right? Like we all have our imperfections and our and our things that we're working on, and they might not be work, actively working on not being polygamists. But just because they have that one specific belief, doesn't mean that God doesn't love them. It doesn't mean that God doesn't, uh, you know, want to give them direction from yeah, the Holy Ghost. Sure. Still, I think it's kind of fun that the missionaries, you know, still were able to feel their support and their education and. And you know, because they they still are able to bring something forward, they still are able to you know strengthen the, the atmosphere of the lesson yeah. with their faith, all things, y-
2: yeah, aside, I think you bring a. Up- right? you bring up a great point too, because I think I might've sounded a little condescending towards people that like might believe in different winds of doctrine. And, and for sure, like it it really is Yeah, to each their own. We all have the ability to receive revelation and, and I've been carried about by weird winds of doctrine before. So, so I'm definitely not, not immune to any of that. And yeah, it doesn't make anyone um, stupid or anything. It just, it's part of being human and part of just trying to follow the gospel um
0: that's honestly why i like going to institute um is because like it's the one setting aside from the later day podcast <laughs> but it's like the one setting of the week that i have where like you kind of hear opposing points of views in a classroom setting while t- like going over certain things of um scripture or like whatever lesson you're in like this i'm not going to take too much time with this at all but like even this week like i went to a class and like the teacher was just like, yeah, i I kind of want to spark some like friendly arguments as far as like what people actually think, uh, um, towards like whether or not the natural man's inkling is to do good initially or to do bad. Like what, what our first, um, kind of thoughts would be on that. And it sparked up a, a, a lot of, um, conversation and a lot of people like supported it with a bunch of different scripture and it, it is just cool and i like it when you can go into doctrines like that where it's like it it leads to an actual discussion rather than just like a uh well i believe this because this has been done and then this is what i was taught but it's like people who actually like are passionate about things and they have like are and are willing to hear other people out as well as to listen to themselves as they kind of preach about their own thing and see how they um react with it and so i'm glad that we as friends don't uh, disagree with each other on many things but uh there's there's a couple of points even in today's episode where we've been like oh okay hold on now but um i, th- I think that's part of why i like the gospel of jesus christ so much is because um it's not just left up to inter interpretation because the spirit's always going to let you know what the truth is but until the spirit lets you know what the truth is it, it kind of al- lets you explore every avenue uh, around it so that you can know the surety. It's for sure this one way.
2: Shall we carry on?
0: Yeah, I think think that moves us right on to this next one. Yeah,
2: I can strengthen my family relationships.
1: That you can, Keaton. Mm -hmm. Nice.
2: That I can. Yeah, it's true. I, I do like that they talk about, well, they reference the proclamation to the world. I just love the equal partners quote. Like that's just so good um we talk about that
0: yeah it's funny that they have the proclamation to the world in there as well as like ephesians 5 uh 21 to the end of ephesians 5 um in there because that that one i think is like it, it talks about how like wives should submit submit themselves to their husbands or whatever and then they followed up with the proclamation to the world saying like there's equal parts in these families mm-hmm. um and i love that the church is like hey like listen sometimes the wording in scriptures can make you offended but it's really not the case um and this is what we believe
2: well and in that uh, time you know there there was a bit of uh of a misogynistic attitude you know like so it's it's the time that it came from that has has changed quite a bit now as well yeah.
0: so and and even at the end of Ephesians 5, it says, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverences or reverence her husband, sort of thing. Um, it, it doesn't actually mean like, oh, yeah, like you're you're inferior or anything. It, it's just, yeah, just it's a good scripture.
1: Yeah. It's almost like God knew what our weaknesses as men and as women are for me. In my opinion, maybe it's biased, but men have a harder time, you know, showing love and devotion, whereas, you know, whatever, I don't don't know what it says exactly in the scriptures, but the most important takeaway from this is just like what it says in the proclamation to the world, just a little more clarification that, you know, parents have a duty to rear their children in love and righteousness, and we have a duty to, to love each other and support each other in our lives as well. And it's, it's an equal partnership that we're striving towards, but we're not equal in every single way. Right. There's, you know, I'm good at this and I'm not good at that, but you're good at these two things, which together we balance out and we have an equality in our relationship and in our family. Um, Despite my strengths and weaknesses and your strengths and weaknesses together, you know, we, we make up for that and, and we're able to build a stronger household and create a better environment to raise our family or, or to, you know, whatever, wherever we're at in our lives.
2: Yeah. I saw a post the other day on, uh, I think it was Reddit. They're asking, you know, if, if you could date exactly yourself, but the opposite sex, would you? And one of the comments in there was essentially like, No. Because it would just be a negative feedback loop. I was like, you know, that's probably true. Like, because every, yeah, everything that I'm not good at would just be amplified by me and this opposite individual or uh, not opposite, identical individual. And so, yeah, it just reminded me like, oh, thank goodness I married someone who has different strengths and weaknesses.
0: Yeah. No, that's, yeah, thank goodness. You guys, I'm I'm really happy for you too. Brayden, single ladies. I'm I'm glad you <laughs> Thanks, I'm glad Brayden. you guys found your other half.
2: Brayden, Brayden are you single? <laughs> is that interesting? Um
0: to quickly, I just I do have a scripture I I want to read it quick. Uh so it's Ephesians 5:21. It's the first one, and I didn't think of how awesome this is until Kaden was talking. Um submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. I love that idea that like um. Yeah. Again, when you hear fear of God in Scripture, it's it's still meant in like a loving manner. Like you still you love God so much that you fear, um, like what would happen if if that love wasn't there or if that connection was severed. Uh, I think is how we're supposed to interpret it, interpret it. Like, God loves us us so much He's going to do what whatever He can to get us back. But we also need to love Him equally, and. We have to love him above all else, um, and so the fact that you can love God, and you're supposed to love God more than your spouse, but the ability to do that allows you to love your spouse more than you initially ever could. Right. If that makes sense.
1: No, that actually is really cool. How, yeah, um, it's like one of those mm-hmm. things that it's it's like tithing, right? It's I give ten percent, and how does that? End up making me more financially, you know, stable in my life. If I'm losing ten percent of all my income, well, when it comes down to it, you pay that tithing and you have that blessing, right? So you you take the time to love God and to to serve God, and you'll be able to more fully
0: love and serve your wife. Yeah, and and that was something. It seems counterintuitive, but it's not. It's no, it's yeah, that's yeah. That was something I had a really hard time understanding when I was younger, and I definitely let that um, I yeah what is that tarnish yeah i let that cloud my opinion of mm. like my opinion on the church for so long because, tithing no no not on tithing sorry um just like the idea of loving god more than your spouse or like certain family members that was always something for me that i was like oh man i just i don't know if i can agree with that i really don't know if i if i can agree with that and like i i believe i went on my mission still even like having that idea like listen i i'm I just, there's some things you kind of like clutch onto. You're like, I don't know. Like, and and I want to say like, I was, I was there fully at a hundred percent when I went out on my mission, but I definitely wasn't. Um, Oh,
1: nobody is. It's true. Yeah.
0: And then president Nelson, um, he actually visited my mission back when he was, um, just roaming around, uh, as a member of the 12. And he, he was the one who actually helped me better understand that, that principle that, he used my mission president and his wife as an example. Like, look, I know these two are servants of the Lord, and I know he loves God so much that because he does, and because he's so faithful to the Lord, it's allowed him to be like even more faithful to his wife in ways that he wouldn't have been able to be beforehand. And and it was yeah, it was really enlightening and edifying for me to understand that principle of like I can strengthen my family relationships through god like loving heavenly father mm-hmm. like that idea right there it's not just your spouse it's i can strengthen my family relationships so like even like i don't have kids um keaton you're about to be a father so i guess we should kind of put you up on the the, the podium here uh-uh. but like <laughs> and this isn't gonna be hard or anything but no, it's like no, no. like as a as an upcoming father or something like it, it's gonna be pretty like you're going to want to be there for your kid all the time, but you're also going to have like callings and whatnot to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think learning the balance is still super important. You can't just be like all church, no family. And that's not what we're saying, but it's just like, it's so incredible how like there's going to be a promise blessing there that, Hey, like I'm told that if I'm doing my calling, I can be a better dad or I can be a, a better brother or a better husband.
2: Yeah. I think it really is important that whole like you need to do everything you can. There's some things that we've been asked to do by church leaders that I think we often forget that I think play a huge role in um, strengthening our family relationships. And it comes down to like family home evening slash family council, reading scriptures with your family every week or daily if you can, and family prayer every day or weekly. Again, it's like it's what you can do, right? but, but that's something that we've been asked to do multiple times. And I know that when Kayla and I are doing all those things, it's amazing the difference that it makes in our life. And we're, we're trying to get back into the habit of it. You can follow up with me on it in the next couple of weeks. Cause we haven't yet started, but we're trying to, we're working. We're, we right, we've started right. praying in the morning again together. Uh, we always do it at night, but the morning is harder. And, uh, and we want to read scriptures. and in-
1: Well, it's tricky when you move too, right? Because yeah, you have to figure out your routine again in your new house,
2: exactly. your new life. Um, but the thing that mainly I want to get doing again is family counsel. Because even though, yeah, you get to talk to your spouse every week or your family and kids every week, it's great to have that moment of time where you can just really plan stuff out. Just have a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. If you need to talk about problems, you talk about problems. And it's it's really good to have that spiritual time together with your family. Just a plan. It's not family fight night, you know.
0: Unless it needs to be. In this corner, we've got Kayla. (laughs) And in this corner,
2: we've got the loser.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've got the one who's going in. That
1: section of the lesson is how can I, or I? it's I can strengthen my family relationships. And then I think it's uh, important that the next section is putting on the whole armor of God um, and how that protects us from evil and i think that i can tie we can tie those two together by saying that like we can strengthen our families by making sure um you know people in our family are putting on the armor of god and doing those things because the armor of god i want to say that they're pretty simple things to be doing right it's putting on faith and you know having courage and and pretty standard things but Things that if you don't have them actively working in your life,
0: then you'll feel the difference, right? With a breastplate of righteousness. And what was it? Like the sword of truth. <laughs> and the... Oh, I can't even remember. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace.
1: Are you wearing your gospel of peace shoes today, Braden? I think so. No? Well, let me help you with that because I'm finding ways to strengthen my family.
0: We're on. Um... I like that I like the idea of the whole armor of God um will protect me from evil. And it's in quotations there, the whole armor of God. Um and that's because every, like armor, I'm not gonna pretend I'm uh um like a professional or an expert on designs of armor. However, I am a fanatic of Lord of the Rings. And um in Lord of the Rings There is a scene. I'm talking about the movies where uh, Legolas is actually telling the other archers where to aim on the forces of evil, or like the Urukai, because their armor is much stronger. But not at the neck. Um, And the Urukai's armor around the neck was the weak spot. Uh, Um, and so that's important to remember that like God's armor. So, so like the armor of god if you wear the whole thing no matter i mean it's it's not physical armor but it is it, it is truly truly going to protect you from evil when you're wearing the whole set of armor like when em- you're doing all of that emphasis on whole e- emphasis on whole right and and the forces of evil don't have that no matter how layered up they get they've got no weapon that's going to be able to penetrate the armor of god and i think that's I- incredible and it's easy to understand and it's one of the the best lessons in primary because it comes with all sorts of songs and activities (laughs) but I think it's the one that stuck with me the most because yeah I want to be protected and I want my family to be protected Um, and the idea that I can do these simple things and teach them at a young age to um, you know gird up their loins uh, per se but uh, it's cool and I I like that a lot yeah
2: I like that it it clarifies it and maybe you kind of touched on this a little bit that it's just the whole armor you know it's not just the shield it's not just the sword even though the sword isn't really the armor it's kind of an offensive it doesn't matter but like um, it's it's every single piece you need to have in order to be protective you can't just pick and choose what you want you need to be doing everything in order for it to really um, play a role
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna counter your statement the sword can be used as a de- defensive uh, tool Keaton yes
2: how is that you
0: can d- you can parry um <laughs> yeah unless and, it's like a well, lightsaber it, it's the sort of truth right it's the sort of yeah. truth so if someone's coming at you with uh you stab them with of, the
2: sword of truth
0: and you and you you're telling the truth the truth will set you free <laughs> <Just> <laughs> say all sorts of little cliche things um no like you can you can parry or deflect that's sword, true right that's true and that's true that's very true as much as it is, it is yes
2: Nephi did it. defend his family with a sword.
0: Yeah, and so it is you know? an offensive.
1: Well, you got a weapon, but you got to parry off that false doctrine with your sword of truth. But then also, just like come back at him, just slice yeah. the head off. You know, <laughs> just, just boom, him. sword of truth. You got nothing, <laughs> yeah. son. You got the nothing.
2: Constrains me.
0: <laughs> oh, we're such nerds.
1: And that pretty much wraps up this episode. Um, I also wanted to just say that I'm really grateful um, that we have modern revelation. I'm I'm grateful for the Come Follow Me program. I never really, uh, I mean, like I read once in a while before my Sunday lessons. Um, and I also, you know, prepared for the lessons that I was supposed to be teaching. But I have never been super good at doing my readings on my own and spending time throughout the week, you know, reading this and preparing for this podcast has really opened my eyes on how great the program is and how much I appreciate you know, the revelation of our prophet and apostles who help create resources and create a program that's accessible like this. Like there's different programs and different levels for each age group. There's different ways to apply it. And even just by talking about it with you guys, you know, helps, helps see more insight and more revelation. And I should probably spend some time studying with Krista as well. Um, because mm-hmm. of the difference that it's made in my life. Just doing this podcast has been, it's been good and oh, I'm grateful absolutely. for that
0: boys. Like it, I've noticed it as well. Like it, it's it's night and day difference um what it's been like even just doing this like as intensely as we have like in and, and by saying intense like it's not even that hard like we we study for however long in order to prepare for the podcast just so that we don't sound like you know bumbling buffoons <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the podcast so that we at least bring everyone something to ponder or at least uh, think about, but like, it, it doesn't take a lot. And it's great how Come Follow Me is designed so that it, it it is that hour of study. But it's such an effective hour that can be done multiple times throughout the week, um, can be spread out throughout the week. And like it, yeah, it's changed the way my weekly um, routines have gone entirely. I like I look forward to reading the lessons each week to discuss with you guys as well as to like, hear back from listeners like uh, it it makes my day more than anything Um, when I get like a text message or like a DM on Instagram, like, Hey, we listened to the podcast and like we really enjoyed this part or like even that um, email coming into our, um, our latter day or later day podcast email was Mm -hmm. uh, that was such a nice surprise. And it's, it's something I really hope more people uh, can do because I love um, the amount of interaction the gospel intends us to have with each other, like with other children of God. And that's, that's as plain and as I can put it. Like, I just love um, talking about the gospel with others. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think I can echo that, or it's just been, it's been really nice to just have this time to, to focus on things spiritually. Obviously church is good and other other times are good, but it, it's been nice to, to just read the lesson and then talk about it with you guys for yeah, it looks like just about an hour now, and just to be thinking of of all the different ways that the gospels blessed me and, and things that I can do better, I think that's good. I appreciate and, it. And
1: you know, to all of our listeners, um, hopefully, you know, being able to to listen to us for a little bit every week has also been able to help you guys, um, you know, and hopefully you are touched in a way that it makes you want to share it, makes you want to you know help this podcast grow in uh people who are able to listen to it because the more people who listen the more feedback we get and the more we're able to you know cater towards your guys's needs um so yeah feel free to to drop us a dm on instagram or facebook or send us an email at uh later day at gmail.com um and thank you again for listening yeah bye yeah take care everyone bye